Welcome to Advent Conversations on the Finding Our Way podcast with Reverend Anna Flowers. I'm Anna Flowers, and I'm so excited to share these conversations with thoughtful, beautiful, insightful parishioners from United Church in Walpole. We hope these conversations are the beginning of a blessing for you this Advent season. Okay, well, Tom, thank you so much for joining me tonight and having this conversation for our Advent podcast. It's really good to have you on. My pleasure. I'm very grateful to be interviewed. Oh, absolutely. So, Tom, you joined our church about two years ago. Um, We made it official maybe about a year ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Is that right? And, um, And we're just, you know, excited to have you be part of the community. You've grown up in Walpole and Oftentimes we see you work in the AV or playing the drums in church. And so I think uh, this is just a nice time to sit down and, and talk about what's on your heart and what's on your mind as this Advent season. Um, so I'm going to read a poem that was written for this season of Advent. And when I read this poem, I thought about you and some of the conversations that we had had about theology and life um, And so I'm going to share this poem now with everybody who's listening. And then I thought we would just sort of talk about it. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Great. Okay. So the poem is Room by Reverend Sarah Speed. I asked God about my fingernail biting habit or the way I leave all the cabinets open in the kitchen. What about the way I can be dramatic, drumming up a fight only to hand out apologies like souvenirs? What about the way I second-guess myself, let shame drive or stay quiet when I have something to say? What about the way I chase accomplishments like a dog with a bone? What about the doubt or the fact that I'm terrible at prayer and cannot help but yawn during church? What about? What about? What about? My baggage might be too big for the van. But then God called me by my first and middle name, which always means business, and said, Who told you that you were too much? Sugar, there is so much room for you here. So that's when I grabbed a seat and we hit the road. I knew right then that the rumors were true. There is room. There is room. There is room. And that is the poem Room by Reverend Sarah Speed. Um, So, Tom, when you hear that poem or when you've read that poem, what does that make you think about? Do you have any just initial reactions? I think about how the, the less desirable parts of people are not not only like not desired but you see it in society people past a certain point try to pretend they don't exist i think um and then suddenly you find yourself having a meltdown because you've repressed or felt guilty about all these things about you that you're not supposed to show in the world um and and 
then, you know, <laughs> and then usually, I mean, thankfully what happens to me, unless people are yelling at me for, for having a meltdown in public, which they have, but, you know, not supposed to do it in public. Uh, but, uh, you know, when people come to my aid and say, you know, all those things are normal, you're human, and uh, you you don't have to, you don't have to feel guilty or ashamed about those things. And it, it actually, I think is healthier to, um, to admit there is room, right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're locked up trying to be perfect. You're not, you know, oh, I hope he doesn't see, you know, the things I'm hiding. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I, I think all, <laughs> so often all, all that people, all, all what people see when you're doing that is that you're nervous. Yeah, and that you're shy, and 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 when I see someone who's, you know, locked up and tight like that, I'm just like, I, um, I, I wish they weren't because I don't want them to be suffering, and mm-hmm. I still do it. I still do it, um, and to a point, you know, I, I just I think we have evolved to, you know, like it's a good thing that we have. Uh, forgive me if this is going too far, but like public, you know, you're just like, you know, public waste disposal, you know, sanitation and, and things that like, you know, yeah, like, you know, we we, we uh, had to get to that point in order to be healthier. But then there becomes this, this, uh, this other form of, of sickness where you're, you're denying the fact that it, you know, there's, natural you know crap you don't want to deal with yeah yeah exactly i love that you bring up this like metaphor of like you know the sanitation and like we're in so many ways we're always trying to sanitize ourselves and and sanitize the image that we portray of ourselves for other people um in the church and also out in life um and that ends up leading like as you said to so many feelings of just shame and like unworthiness. Um, and that can be such a stumbling block for people on their faith journey. Um, have you found that to be the case? Like, uh, in terms of like how you found us, um, and what you were looking for in general, cause you've been a real seeker on your faith journey, um, with us, but with other people, with other organizations and communities too. Um, how has sort of, shame been been a hindrance or a part of that journey well it keeps me from starting it i think that's one of the biggest things like i was relieved in a way when the pandemic happened because i didn't have to be around people (laughs) yeah you know and and then and then like part of me was just like i'm just gonna do everything that I ever wanted to do inside when I don't have to be working, when, you know, uh, I don't feel bad that I'm not part of society. And there was that shame. So there was, there, I, there was always a shame that, you know, like, Oh, you have to be involved. You have to be with people. And what I found when I started to come out of the pandemic was it had nothing to do with shame. I was physically fit, sick because mm. I was not around people. It had nothing to do with the idea of 
of, you know, you're not involved, so you're you're a loser or pathetic. It's like, no, like, if you're not involved with people, you change. Mm. You, uh, and, and so when I came back to the church, of course, I was really shy. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and then I just, like, I just, I just, like, I, things started cracking through the, the shell I had mm-hmm. put myself in. You know, just being welcome. Mm-hmm. Just the message you, you say every week. Uh, mm-hmm. That, that like, I had to sit there and, and take things in so I could so I could soften myself a little because you know that's what I think shame does it 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 you you harden yourself in response to shame so you don't have to feel it mm-hmm. but then all you're really doing is feeling it 24/7 right so yeah like being able to be vulnerable and to open ourselves up is crucial, I think, for us to feel connected to other people and to feel connected to God. Um, So to me, like the big churchy word, when I think of this poem and this creating room and space for all of us and all of our flaws is this big concept of grace. And I'm wondering, is grace something that you have ever thought much about? Or um, do you have do you have thoughts about grace? It seems It seems like such a poetic term to me, like something that almost isn't real. I mean, I know it is, but it's, it's, you know, by its very nature, you know, the word implies something that that's really kind of in a thin margin almost to, to really get it like God's grace, you know, um, I feel like you have to be in a really conditioned mindset you know not like forcibly but like you know I, I practice mindset to, to understand God's grace and and to um, to to recognize that it's it's something I think you really want to attain but want and forcing it and all that going after it is how how you don't get it you know mm-hmm. it's you know um it reminds me of the i'll go eastern here the con- i think it's i don't even know if, if i'm remembering this correctly but wu wu wei was like give and take or something like that okay i'm concept. not familiar but that sounds interesting yeah yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's 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 like the more you let go, the more you have something like that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's kind of what I think about when I think of grace. It's, it's this like, um, it's this balance. And, and it's also, you know, when I think of God's grace, I, I think of mercy, you know, where it's kind of like, if you go back to shame, it's like you you know, you, you are shown mercy, you are shown God's grace, even though you think that you have to be this, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you think you have to be that you're so worked up about. And it's just like, yes, you know, it's, 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 there's, there's a time for action and there's a time for inaction. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, and that, yeah. And that, 
Yeah. Well, I think, I think a lot of times, as you were saying, like grace is this, it's like this beautiful word that sounds like it almost doesn't exist. I think sometimes we've, um, we've made grace seem like it's more precious than it really is where grace is this unbelievably messy, abundant, you know, grace is, is what makes room for all of our flaws. And so by its nature, it's like, it's wild. It's, um, it's, it's down in with us in kind of the mess of life. I just feel like grace is, yeah. is God jumping into life with us and embracing us, even as we are so, um, so unperfect in so many ways. Um, and yeah. so we've made it more precious than it really is. It's really this, it's strong and it's, um, and it embraces us um, in all of our unsanitized existence. It's um, funny. It's funny you say that because it's like it, it's right on the other side of of the mess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like I had such a messy week. You know, things weren't going right with my computer and, and work and the <laughs> the play practice having to move and yeah. uh, and and I was just like, um, you know, I was like, what? Like, well, first of all, I I knew like I was like, God, oh, what are you doing? Like, I, I, and I said it in kind of the, God, what are you doing? I know there's something here. But then I just started going nuts because I didn't know what it was. And then I freaked out. And then I was like, God's betraying me or whatever. You know, it's just like, of course it's not. But it's like, it's because I can't always see the plan that I end up getting so mad. And the mm. trust, the trust is so important. Um, but yeah. it's hard because you can only trust from what your concept of everything is at the time so it, it's got a there's a blindness to it i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah for sure you know. a lot of times people will define you know what faith is is trust another word for faith is trust because it is that like embracing what we are unsure of and can't control and and going with it um Absolutely. Did you feel at all um, in in the past few years like God was kind of calling you towards something? Hmm. Yeah. Um, and... I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, I know there are things that I want. Um, it seems like, uh, so can I tell a little personal story? Yeah, please do. So I was in the hospital last summer for my mental health for a full month. And I came out and I started you know, I was freaking out because I never thought I would have a job again and that I had, you know, wasted too much time not building my skills. No one was going to want me. And um, I just slowly started, you know, just baby steps. And, and, and it was the first time I think I ever really stopped pushing myself. You know, because obviously I, I just pushing myself had 
led me to collapse. And um, I found this other side of me that I, I was always, that was hard to recognize. You know, I, I knew it was always there, but it just was, it, it had become very clear um, the more I kind of would like, you know, I'd be working, learning some, some skill. And, and, and then I'd be like, I would hit that point where I was just like, why? You know, why haven't I done this? Why, you know, have I been blah, 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 blah. And then, and then I would stop and focus on um, basically mercy. And, and, and then I found more and more that through trusting that side of things, because I already had, I didn't have to try anymore to be, to be productive. Like that thing, I didn't have to put any additional effort into being productive and thinking I did was just, was killing me. So I let that be, I let that side drive as it does. And the, and then the other side was the calling, you know, and, and so like my intuition over the last year, is just like, I've never, I've never felt so comfortable. Wow. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I have ideas. Things are materializing. Things are just materializing. And, and it's kind of, I'm at the point where I just have to kind of, you know, I'm driving in a, like a really slow amusement park ride. And I just have to like, I see some tracks and I'm like, <laughs> you know? and then, and uh, yeah, cause before it was a roller coaster. Um, mm-hmm. So that is, that is the pull. I think it's like I think we all end up basically where we're meant to. Um, but the question is, how are you gonna? How are you gonna? You know, be on the ride. How are you going to enjoy the ride? Or does you know is it even a ride? Or is it you know you're going in a canoe down a river? I would like to think of it that way. Hmm. I like to think of it that way too. Yeah. And actually I was talking to somebody recently where they were saying, you know, every church is like a river and people are kind of coming in and coming out of it. And you have to just trust that the right people, um, you know, are coming to you when they need you uh, and when you need them. And that's just like the magic of, of community. Um, but I also think that's just life, right? It's community, but it's also just life. Um, like we're all, um, we're all just having to trust that, that journey on the river. Um, but that's, you know, that's a really powerful story. And, and it sounds like by trying to not sort of reach the world's expectations of what you should be achieving or what you should be doing with your life, um, you were able to sort of center yourself on a different set of, in a way, a different set of expectations, but they were more healthy for you. Is that right? Or um... Yeah. I mean, it was the expectations of the heart. It was not the expectations of, of the mind. And I always, I, I would work so hard and then, and then, you know, not be where I wanted to be. And then I would hang out with my friends or my family and I'd be like, I actually, I'm connected with anyone. All I have been focusing on is is the mind and ignored the equally, if not more important, heart. So mm-hmm. it's 
there. You know, when people say, I'm going to just ramble a little, when people are like, oh, I love you with all my heart. And they're like, ha ha, Valentine's Day in cards. Like, no, seriously, like, it's the center of everything. It hurts because it's the center of everything and it's connected to everything. And it's not just poetry. Like, mm-hmm. the heart, the heart has it. I, I've been studying this medical textbook, and the heart has its own veins on it, right? Meaning you can actually love yourself, right? The heart blood to itself wow oh Oh my gosh i never realized that yeah wow yeah maybe they're just designer veins i'm sure the scientists are all getting mad at me but i don't know yeah doctors (laughs) no that's really good um i think that so much of a faith journey is also a journey of self-discovery um and sometimes you know, I think it's hard to know God without really knowing and loving yourself because in a way it's like we are God's creation. And so when we, um, when we hate ourselves in all these different ways that we do by shaming ourselves or by um, putting ourselves in and holding ourselves up to standards that are not meant to be ours to hold, um, and all the different ways that we really sort of cut down on the beauty of this image of God that we bear. Um, it takes us further and further away from God. You know, I, I've never known someone whose spiritual journey towards God wasn't at the same time a very deeply spiritual journey of better understanding themselves. Um, and I, I don't mean that we ourselves are God. I do think that there are they're separate, but they're so intertwined at the center. Um, and I wonder if you've discovered that too. Just have, do you feel like you've known your, you know yourself better as you've been um, more deeply on, you know, con- contemplating the spiritual? Definitely. Um, um, because well, I tend to think, I guess, about mortality. <laughs> and because and, when I think of God, I think about what can't I do, you know, in my current body, uh, you know, be eternal. Maybe my soul is, but uh, not not this life. And um, so I think the question really becomes, I ended up just thinking, like, literally, how long do I want to live? And I decided, well, I'll live to be 101 because, like, that is how long Winnie the Pooh wanted to live. So I was just like, <laughs> that's, how, that's how long I want to live. And uh, and when I started doing that, like, everything around me started to change because suddenly I was like, oh, I got to, like, fix this habit. I got to, like, fix that habit. I got to stop talking to this person. And, uh, and you know, do it. I started to know what I want. And I started to know what I didn't want um, the more I thought about you know, my, my mortality and, 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 and in doing that too, I felt like I became closer to God because I, I stopped focusing on, on just what was in front of me. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, there's, there's a sense of, of distance to God I mm-hmm. feel, that makes, you know, makes the whole idea um, seem far away, but then 
I don't know. I mean, like, okay, so like Harry Potter quote, right? Don't, you know, Dumbledore, this is all happening in, is this real, right? When Harry Potter, like, dies, mm-hmm. spoiler yeah. alert, like, is this real or is it just happening in my head? And Dumbledore says, well, of course it's happening in your head, Harry. How does that mean it's not real? And yeah. so that, that right there, that's God, right? How could yeah. it be so far away? It's not. You know, mm. no. Yeah, the kingdom of God I, is within you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's so true. I think that's so true. And I think that the more we understand about like consciousness and what consciousness is and consciousness is part of our mind, it all, it all ties into this sense of, of God, which is so spacious. And the word I like, like in terms of like, you said God is so distant. I, I think God is also perspective, right? It's like God is both the like microscopic perspective, but God is also like the cosmic perspective and it's like when we zoom way in and zoom way out that's when we're sort of engaging that like spiritual lens of um of what is this all about um well we are sort of at time right now these are meant to be little um tiny um snippets of conversation which um truth be told because we are all about community at united church my dream is that um people might want to follow up with what they've heard you talk about in this podcast and chat with you at coffee hour and ask more questions and let this be fodder for some good continued conversations um, of our, at our uh, faith yeah. community and beyond. Um, so I, I'm so glad that you um, were able to make some time for me tonight to have this conversation. And I'll just, um, I'll leave you with one question, Tom, you know, after being with us for, for a little while at United Church in Walpole, um, do you feel like there's room for you? There's always room for me. <laughs> there is indeed. There's room for all of us. There is room, there is room, there is room. Um, well, thank you so much, Tom. Uh, it was really good to talk to thank you. Thank you, Anna.